Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Thursday, November the 18th. And today I'm going to give you just a little shot in the arm, not the booster kind or the Rona kind, but a little shot in the arm from the word of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. everybody. You know that Christmas is right around the corner, and this year, instead of mindlessly scrolling through Amazon, I want to encourage you to support companies that are based right here in the United States. And at the top of my list is MyPillow. My husband and I have been using MyPillow pillows for over five years. We take them with us when we travel because they're the best pillows we've ever used. And now I'm partnering with them just in time for Christmas. Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast on his standard MyPillows. You will receive a standard MyPillow regularly priced at $69.98 for only $19.98. Did you know that MyPillow is so much more than pillows? You guys have got to check them out for one-stop Christmas shopping for everybody in your family. There's even a new dog bed that I just ordered for our little golden doodle. With my special promo code, you will receive up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Here's how to do it. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. All right, so I was reading my, just, you know, do my devotions this morning as I do, and I read something in Jeremiah 23, 23, and I wanted to read it to you. It says, am I a God who is only near This is the Lord's declaration and not a God who is far away. I was thinking about this coming up on the heels of uh, having Steve on the show the other day. And I've heard from a lot of you already who are deeply touched by that. I know it was kind of a heavy, heavy podcast. And actually tomorrow we're going to have somebody on the show. You guys are going to be very, very blessed and encouraged by Josephine Wenzel is coming on the show with me uh, tomorrow on Friday. And she has a new book out. It's a true life crime story about the murder of her daughter called The Chase in hot pursuit of my daughter's killer. She reached out to me. She's uh, and she is a resident of this area, but she's coming on the show to talk about hope. And even though it doesn't sound like it, uh, in the same way that Steve has turned his anguish into action, uh, Josephine has done a similar thing. And the way that she describes how the Lord met her in that difficult time really is going to bless and encourage you. Uh, and sometimes I think that the burdens of this world are too heavy. And in fact, next week, there, I've got another wonderful guest coming on the show, just people just coming out of the woodwork that God is doing amazing things through. Uh, but I think sometimes the hard really can feel too hard. And as mothers, we are fixers, right? I think dads are the same way. We want to fix all the things, as my youngest daughter would say. And I just finished writing a 365-day devotional, which comes out next year. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on it. And writing it while the world was in chaos was very challenging for me because though I desperately wanted to fix it, I knew that most of the things that were happening even at the time of the writing were beyond my ability to to, uh, even change, to even impact. I couldn't even begin to fix it. And so as a result, I would feel helpless. My heart became heavy. I know a lot of you heard me uh, over the last 20 months on the podcast with the ups and downs. I mean, this is, this is part of the uh, the struggle, right, of living your life in the public eye. Uh, you can tell when my heart felt heavy. And I know some of you feel that way too because the brokenness around us is heavy. And I don't know a single person who hasn't been affected by it. The Bible teaches us that the world is literally groaning under the weight of sin. And every day it becomes increasingly clear how much we need Jesus. Our weary hearts need to feel his presence. Our minds need to know his truth. Our bodies need the kind of rest every day that only he can provide. And I'm so thankful for the Lord because he knows this about our human hearts. The Bible teaches us that God is present. And you're going to hear this again tomorrow uh, from my friend, Josephine, that God is present in every circumstance. He never sleeps. He's on duty 24 seven. And in fact, as I'm recording this right now, we're waiting for the verdict to come down in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and tensions in Kenosha, Wisconsin are just through the roof. And I was looking at some of the signs, you guys, the, the devastation in our country, the divide is becoming greater and greater and greater every single day. And yet God calls us to the same thing today 
that we've always been called to. And that verse I read to you guys a moment ago was from Jeremiah 23, 23. It's a warning to false prophets. And the message was very simple. You can't hide from God. The warning that I read to you was meant to terrify wicked men. But to those of us who long to be near the Lord, they bring incredible comfort. To the brokenhearted, to the weary, to the overwhelmed, to the afraid, God says, I am near. And Jesus is as near in one place as in another. And he's near to us right now. So no matter what we're facing, God is near. He's a present help in time of trouble. He hears our cries. The Bible says he binds up our wounds. He's near to the brokenhearted. Uh, and as Josephine shares her story tomorrow, you're going to hear it in her voice. This mother whose daughter was taken from her in the most brutal way found a nearness to God that most of us only dream about. The Bible says that God is near to give us assistance when we're struggling. He is near to carry us when we feel we can't continue on. So if your heart feels too hard today, you guys, look up because God is near. This is good news for those of us who have come to the end of ourselves, right? This is good news for those of us who've tackled things that we didn't think we would have to tackle or that are facing things we didn't think we have to face. So if you've reached the end of your own strength today, look to Jesus because he really is near. And this is the message that the Lord has been putting on my heart more and more as I'm watching these, this, this craziness uh, unfolding all around us. You know, I saw just, I think it was Tuesday in the news, the FBI, did you guys see this? That they've created a, what's called a quote threat tag, which is going to help them in tracking alleged threats against school board officials, teachers, and staff as part of their implementation of this controversial memo that um, Attorney General Merrick Garland, this guy is a creep, by the way, uh, issued last month, citing a nationwide increase in harassment of education officials. Well, I would like to declare a nationwide increase in indoctrination of our children. Why isn't Attorney General Merrick Garland checking that out? But he's not, right? You guys remember the internal email that came out on October 20th from the FBI's Criminal and Counterterrorism Division? Well, it was released uh, on Tuesday by House Republicans, and it instructed agents to apply the threat tag edu officials to all investigations and assessments of threats directed specifically at education officials. Because this is bananas. It's absolutely bananas. So they said that the purpose of the threat tag was to help scope this threat on a national level and provide the opportunity for comprehensive analysis of the threat picture for effective engagement with law enforcement partners at all levels. This is our country completely off the rails. And this is what we're seeing over and over and over again. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan chimed in and said, Merrick Garland testified that the FBI wasn't targeting parents. We now know that they are tagging people, parents especially, that they consider to be threatening. The attorney general has some explaining to do. Uh, this is exactly what we have been warning about with this overreach of federal government. We're watching the overreach in, uh, in Biden with his now he's saying that he might be mandating the booster. You guys, this is never going to end until the American people say enough is enough is enough. Yesterday on uh, America's town hall, I did sort of an analysis of what's happening with Kyle Rittenhouse. But really my point was, it's not so much Kyle Rittenhouse that's on trial as it is the Second Amendment. And our founding fathers knew very well why we would need the Second Amendment. It was to guard against a tyrannical government. And if this is accurate, if what we're seeing is accurate from the FBI, and it certainly looks like it is, your federal government right now sees those of you parents who are testifying against these school boards as domestic terrorists, and they're going to give you that treatment. Now, of course, the FBI is like, oh, no, we would never do that. They released a couple of statements on Tuesday saying that they were committed to preserving the First Amendment. I call BS on these people. They said that the creation of the threat tag, quote, in no way changes the longstanding requirements for opening an investigation, nor does it represent a shift in how the FBI uh, prioritizes threats. What a bunch of garbage. The attorney general's memorandum simply underscores the FBI's ongoing efforts to assist state, local and federal partners to assess threats of violence, regardless of motivation. What could what could possibly be the motivation? Uh, for what's happening with our with the parents and the school boards. Could it be that they want their children protected from the federal government's overreach? Could it be they don't want their children indoctrinated? They went on to say the FBI has never been in the business of investigating parents who speak out or policing speech at school board meetings, and we're not going to start now. Well, guess what, FBI? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Because Merrick Garland's October 4th memo did direct the FBI and the U.S. attorney's offices to investigate, quote, threats of violence at school board meetings in order to combat what the DOJ is calling a, quote, disturbing trend of harassment of school officials. You know what I think is the disturbing trend? Dividing us by the color of our skin, teaching us to hate this country, teaching our children that there's more than two genders. That's the disturbing trend. And Republicans have been talking about this and warning about it right now for months and months and months. 
saying that the directive is just a pretext to silence parents across the country. Although Garland insists before the Senate Judiciary Committee earlier this month that that is not the case. I don't believe these people. I don't believe them for uh, for any reason anymore at all. And I think we need to be very, very careful because parents are being targeted by the federal government. That's absolutely what's happening right now. And so as we watch this continuing to play out with Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, as tensions continue to rise in Kenosha, Wisconsin, I'm going to remind you guys again what I did at the very beginning and the onset of this podcast. And that is this. We are still and you're going to hear this tomorrow and you'll hear it on Monday and Tuesday because I have another wonderful guest coming on next week. We are called to be arbiters of truth. And that is what's in the crosshairs right now. And this attack on the Second Amendment, this attack on, you know, anytime somebody, uh, uh, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Give me a break. Give me a break. Uh, this is exactly what the radical left does. This is identity politics at its best. And we need to be able to stand up against it. And that's why I keep saying, you know what? The good news for the hard days is that God is near. Not, not far away, that he's near. And the good news is that he sees the evil as well as the good. And we can, we can count on him. And in fact, we need to. And so I'm gonna encourage you as I always do. Talk to your children about what's happening. Don't, don't run from these issues that we're facing in the culture right now. Because by the time this podcast airs, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, the world could be a completely different place because it's shifting on its axis all the time. But God never changes. He never changes. And we can take tremendous comfort in that. I wanted to let you guys know about a couple things uh, that I'm gonna be doing before I get too much farther along. First of all, I'm gonna be at Godspeed Calvary Chapel for their Christmas tea. I cannot wait to do that. I'm also uh, going to be uh, at a congressional fundraiser down there. And so I would love to see those of you who are down in that area come out and attend either one or both of those things. I would love to see you. And then the following week, and I'll link back to the stuff in the show notes today, the following week, I will be at Calvary Chapel Chattanooga and I'll be doing the same thing. I love uh, encouraging you, particularly as we're walking through this stuff, because the fact of the matter is when we get together, and this is, and I'm just going to encourage you, the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering. Gathering is so important. When we get together, we can encourage each other. When we get together, we can speak truth. That's why I was saying you guys, Thanksgiving's coming up. I say you talk about nothing but religion and politics. The country was founded for religion and politics. These were men and women who loved the Lord and wanted to keep his commandments. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 24, where two or three have gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. I, I love this. In Hebrews 10, 25, don't forsake the gathering as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage each other all the more as you see the day approaching. This is important. And it's and uh, and so as Thanksgiving comes up, as you guys are contemplating what you're going to do next week, and I'll, I'll come back next week, I'm going to do a little bit of a couple different things for Thanksgiving. Um, and in fact, I'm, I'm well, I'll talk about next week. I'm doing something special with my family this year that didn't involve a lot of money, but it's like a tradition now. This will be kind of the third year in a row. And as I was talking to our older kids, actually all of our kids, I was realizing that while I also feel the world is shifting, they feel it too. And so you guys, we have an opportunity for Thanksgiving this year to enjoy each other, to talk about the real things of life. And uh, even though my turkey cost me twice this year, what it did last year, <laughs> I am looking forward to being with my family and just soaking in all that God is doing. And I want you guys to, to be encouraged. I'm gonna answer a couple of uh, listener questions real quick because I realize I've had a lot of guests on lately. Lori from Wisconsin, what about people who cannot say they had COVID either from non-testing for it or asymptomatic and look at all the signs and all the medical doctors and refuse to get the vaccine because we feel we do not need it and do not want to use an experiment on the vaccine. I keep hearing you and others highlighting those who've had COVID and have natural immunity, but there are those of us who refuse it solely because we don't trust the vaccine. Listen, Lori, it, that's a perfectly good reason to refuse the vaccine. When death is a side effect, you should have a choice. And so I've had COVID, right? Obviously, and that's not a secret. But even if I hadn't had COVID, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to get that vaccine. Uh, I don't trust the vaccine. I don't think it's been around long enough. It looks to me that the efficacy of it is just going down, down, down as uh, as time is passing. I saw just a couple of days ago now that Biden is talking about mandating booster shots for people who have had the vaccine. I told my husband, it's like they're going to they're going to vaccinate you until they kill you. It, there's something isn't something is terribly wrong. And I have been saying this now for a long time. This is never how we've handled viruses uh, in our country, and we and we shouldn't be starting to do it now. The founding fathers absolutely knew that there were viruses. 
And they never mandated this in the founding of the country, right? We should have a choice. We should always have the choice. And that is what is so appalling to me. They are removing people of conscience. And we're hearing this over and over and over again. Uh, Dr. James Taylor's coming on the show with me uh, next Monday. He was one of the six teachers out of Oklahoma that was fired for not wearing a mask. Keep in mind, it is the law in Oklahoma that you can't mandate wearing a mask. So the school district mandates it, this, this ridiculous superintendent. And then when these teachers say, no, we want to follow the law, we don't need to wear the mask, they fire them. He has an amazing story because God provided for him, but he's talking about the importance of standing alone. And I know a lot of you are listening to this right now who are in the same boat as I am. A lot of you listening to this have already gotten the vaccine. And listen, no harm, no foul. If you guys want to get the vaccine, great. This is about freedom. This is why HSLDA has joined the lawsuit uh, that ADF filed against uh, against the Biden administration in conjunction with the Daily Wire. It is wrong to force people to get a vaccine against their will. It's not like wearing, you know, people say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Those are things you put on your body. A vaccine is something that goes into your body. And we need to talk about this in more honest terminology. So, Lori, I do appreciate that question. I've got time for one more. Robin from Minnesota. How do you listen to your podcast whenever I find a quiet moment amidst homeschooling four kids, keeping our house in the craziness of life? Thank you for speaking truth in love. I listened to your episode on the Great Reset and Biden's Build Back Better campaign. At first, I was all all riled up and feeling worried and anxious. So I took a walk and prayed and let the worship music remind me of God's sovereignty. My question is, how do you find the balance between accepting what the word tells us is true about the end times and be at peace with the changes happening in the world because the Bible assures us these things must happen before Jesus returns and taking action against these evil pursuits? Sometimes it feels like our efforts are futile. Uh, thank you for taking time to respond. Uh, thank you for this question, Robin. I really appreciate it. So as you guys have heard in my voice over the last year and a half, I, I'm not immune to the pressures of, of what's happening around us. You know, it has affected me. Obviously, it's affected our family. It absolutely affected our income. Uh, we, we got hit pretty square with uh, all of the things that were coming down early on. And my spirit was troubled very early on. But here is what the Lord has been teaching me because it's very easy. And I think some of you listening to this, you know, it, it's really easy for us to fall into the black hole, into the abyss. And, you, and you're gonna be uh, hearing from uh, Josephine tomorrow and she's gonna be sharing her story with you of making sure that we don't fall into the, bla into the black hole. And Jesus said that we're to occupy until he comes. So we know that these things must happen, right? Uh, a lot of what we're seeing, and you're gonna hear this again on Monday and Tuesday of next week, a lot of what we're happening, what we see happening right now, I don't know how people can deny, how Christians can deny that this is absolutely end time stuff. I need to get Phil Hopper back on here again. I would write that down. but. The answer is not to despair. I think of the instructions that God gave to the Israelites in the middle of a Babylonian captivity when he said, uh, be given in marriage, have children, uh, rejoice in the fruit of your labor and what God gives you to do. We are called to stand for righteousness, to tell the truth, and we're called to do that no matter what happens. No matter what happens in the world around us, we trust the Lord. And so we're not overcome by fear and anxiety. It doesn't mean that we stick our head in the sand and pretend that it's not happening. It absolutely is happening. And yet God calls us to a place of trusting him no matter what. So, And I think it's important for us to talk to our children about that. So it's it's a question, I think, really of keeping our children from despairing, right? Because we don't want our kids to despair either. And being honest about the, the place that we are as a nation right now. And I think those are good things to do. But we know, you guys, that the Lord is going to return. And that is where my hope is found. And until he comes, we are called to occupy until he returns. Our efforts are not futile when we are walking in obedience. It's not about what the result is, Robin. It's about obedience. And I feel that way about my run for Congress. Someone asked me the other day, you know, uh, what are you going to do if you lose? Well, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm going to go on loving my husband and loving my children and, and walking with the Lord. You see, my identity is not wrapped up in a run for Congress. My I identify as a daughter of the king and I know what he's asked me to do. And so I'm going to walk this out in obedience. And I think that that's true for every single one of us, getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. And this is the call of God on our lives for such a time as this. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you've never left reviews or even if you have, and you can leave another review for the podcast over at iTunes, that'd be so helpful. Remember, this is a great time to join me at momstronginternational.com. It's a wonderful way to support this ministry and also to uh, enjoy being in God's word every single day. That is where our strength is found. We love you guys so much. Thank you for your continued financial support of this ministry. And you guys are going to be encouraged and blessed as tomorrow, my friend Josephine Wenzel comes on the show and talks about how God is really the joy and strength of her life. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with Josephine Wenzel at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.